And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. Boomer tells me we're back on. I'm trying to spit candy out in the uh, in the trash can. Uh, you can't go on the air with a with a, a lifesaver in your mouth, schlocking around. That, 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 it's never good. Just not. <laughs> never, never is good. No, no. I, I don't. I don't know about you. I, I don't. I don't know that I have a lot of what I would call pet peeves. But listening to someone who can't control their 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 noises while they're chewing drives me up the wall. So the last thing I need to do is be on the air schlocking a a, a, a lifesaver around in the microphone. <laughs> uh, um, hey, uh, let me ask you this, Boomer. So we're going to go into this next section here on the Triple Dipper Newspeak. Um, you you've worked in you, you've worked in a variety of different things, uh, the music industry or, or in sports or whatever else. Uh, I guarantee you there was lingo. Like there were there were ways of talking that were different than anywhere else because it was just like the environment. Oh, absolutely. Like like get an example. Uh yeah. So I mean I mean some people will know some of these things, but like even in the music industry, EP means you know a very small album. Okay. You know that people are releasing um, a one sheet. You know what a one sheet is? No. A one sheet's basically like your day. Your day sheet. So everybody gets a one sheet in the morning from the tour manager saying exactly what's going to happen exactly on that day at what time. Okay. So it's just, just a schedule. So <laughs> me, me talking to you, if you said, I, I got to check the one sheet, I had no idea what you were saying. Right. I, hey, let me go check the one sheet. Where's the one sheet? You or know? Like, like me as a paratrooper or a, or a jump master for that matter, if I came to you and said, TOT's at 1900, we got Daco, Brief, and JMPI prior to that, you wouldn't know what I'm talking about. Would no, you? I just I just go and find my parachute. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, uh, yeah, and, and, I, and I get it. And by the way, where you are sometimes controls the way you talk, or it may have its own lingo, or there's ways of doing things that are different. But what about just the English language in general? I mean, so, so here's the thing. We're going to talk about Newspeak here in a minute. Um, and and I, I still remember, you know, like, like, like this, this is so funny to me. My grandfather, who's passed away now, but my grandfather telling me years and years ago, um, like I was a kid, and I thought it was fascinating. He said that when he was a kid, he and his best friends came up with their own speaking code. It's a little like the phonetic alphabet, but they got so good at it, they could just rattle stuff off and nobody knew what they were saying. So, and I, and I remember bits and pieces of it. Like, um, like I said, it was a little bit like the phonetic alphabet. They gave, they gave like, like, so my name is Philip with two L's because that's the right way to spell Philip. But uh, I'm, a, I'm a two L Philip. But so... So my name, the, the P is, a, is, is pup, and then H is hash. Vowels were always said their correct way, so I. And if you had anything that was a double letter, you had to say squaw in front of it and then pronounce it the other way. And then, so my name was pup hash high squaw la la pup. And I, I still remember that to this day. <laughs> and I think my brother's, whose name was Chris, I think my brother's name was kahash uh, re i or something like that. I forget what. But anyway, Granddaddy and his friends had this own way, their own way of talking, and nobody knew what they were saying. And wow. Was, yeah. So pup hash high school all I pup is me. Um, why do I, I remember like that? It. I don't know. But but here's the thing. I, I say that just for just for fun, just for grins. What about though when the language is not just code, it's not just jargon, it's not just you know, a little bit of a sort of an attribution to where you work or what you do for a living. No. What if what if it's what if it's like literally the government saying uh, we're going to change the way you talk. You're not allowed now to say these things and the media will assist them in that by making sure that, you know, 
that there are certain ways we don't talk around here anymore, and you're not allowed to do that. And I'm not even, I'm not even talking about things that are considered socially acceptable, like, you know, profanity is, um, it's, 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 it doesn't have a place in, in most sources of, uh, of, of open culture. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the average every day, and the classic example right now is gender identity. Don't misgender me. What does that even mean to misgender you? What, don't, don't, you don't you dare use my dead name. What the frick's a dead name? Or, or for that matter, you got to call me they. No, you're not a they. They's a plural. You're a, you're a singular. I can call you it, but I can't call you they. Um, but what happens when you've got newspeak? And newspeak, by the way, is a term. If you read George Orwell's book, 1984, Newspeak, it was actually a thing in the book. It was Big Brother designing the new way of talking because that's what kept you in line. That's what made you talk the way you were supposed to talk so that you wouldn't think the way that you wanted to think. You would think the way they wanted you to think because you used Newspeak. So those of us that know that men are men and women are women, and you're born with a biological sex, not assigned a biological sex, we refuse to use your pronouns because we recognize you can't just grab the English language and make it what you want, but those who are into newspeak, they do. And it, it goes so much deeper. How about birthing people? How about looking at all the different ways by which they co-opt the English language, move it in their agenda direction, in such a way as to make sure that the way that you think is the way they want you to think, because now you're using their version of newspeak. Folks, I'm going to tell you, it, it's not supposed to work that way at all. Um, and and, and I'm, 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 looking at, I'm looking at Boomer right now going, are we going to a break? <laughs> um, we'll, uh, we'll listen. We got plenty more of that. I got a whole section on Newspeak. I got articles on it. I got, in fact, it's funny because they're even using the phrase Newspeak in relation to what the modern media is doing. When we get back, I'll lay it on thick for you. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right, making it cool to be a conservative. I'm talking about we cover some ground across the northern half of this great state, and by the way, we have listeners in all corners, and uh, and I appreciate it. Our text lines are blowing up right now. Uh, the number here is 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. And, uh, and yeah, text on in if you want to, like a bunch of other people are already doing. Um, and, and then at the same time, just keep in mind, at the top of the hour, you're going to want to stay tuned because we're going to go to Grand Council with Jeff Poor and Dale Jackson. Uh, let me go to the text line real quick before I jump in. Brad from Limestone County, he says, my favorite newspeak term to hate on, gender-affirming care. Yes, thank you. He says, newsflash, if it's actually gender-affirming, it doesn't require hormones or life-altering surgeries. Um, and then uh, that's this anyway. And then he says double plus bad times, my friend, double plus bad. That's I, I agree, man. I, and the other one is um, 
that abortion is reproductive care. No, it's not. It's anti-reproductive care if you get down to it. You're determined to not reproduce. So why are you calling it reproductive health care? Because it's absolutely not that. So gender-affirming care, reproductive health care, yes. Those are two abused terms that actually mean the opposite of what they say. Um, we got, uh, oh gosh, I'm trying to go down my uh, read it from Scottsboro. Um, where <laughs> I'm not sure which one she's referring to, but I think she's talking about Newspeak. So thanks for explaining what that means. Um, Scott from Somerville, I had a English teacher that hated when someone referenced sex with the word gender. She said, nouns have gender, people have sex. Okay, there's an English teacher that probably lost her job back then. <laughs> but um, we got, uh, we have a, a, a great uh, new texture on the line um, that, that sent us a pic. By the way, that's cool. Boomer, you pointed out to me during the break. We have a new listener. We need a name and where you're from, please. Send us a screenshot off of their own phone of um, the book by Max Licato called He Gets Us, you know, with regards to the Jesus commercials. He gets us. And down at the bottom, you realize she also has a little screenshot there. She's watching our live stream at the same time, boom. It's, um, that was very cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, let us know who you are or where you're from so we can get you plugged into the system. Um, hey, Paul from Athens says he's going to try to find it. Yes, that, that is true, Paul. You, you find that article for me, man. If, if I can find it during a break, I will too. There is talk about the idea, uh, I think it was the Church of England that said, um, that, or the Anglican Church, I forget, but anyway, that they, that they believe that it's necessary to be more inclusive, and so the Lord's Prayer will stop saying, Our Father. And that, that's a problem. Um, other stuff I've got here, so Newspeak. If you, if you read the 1949 uh, uh, dystopian novel, uh, 80, 1984, by George Orwell, um, there was a whole section in there about what the central government, run by Big Brother, what it did in terms of grabbing hold of the language. So it's a totalitarian superstate, right? And Newspeak was the what they called the controlled language of simplified grammar and restricted vocabulary designed to, here's the deal, limit the individual's ability to think and articulate subversive comments like personal identity, self-expression, and free will. Those were considered thought crimes. And they created nice-sounding, easily pronounceable words that were designed to mask their ideological content. How much does that sound like things we're seeing today? Like a moment ago, gender-affirming care. No, it's not. That sounds sweet. It's not sweet at all. That's surgical correction of kids. What about reproductive health care? That's not that. That's, that's killing babies in the womb. Well, so I got a piece here from the Wall Street Journal. July of 2020 that talks about the fact that the news media has now become fluent in what it calls newspeak. And it says George Orwell's genius lay in his insight that a manipulation of language was essential to the revolutionary projects. If you can command popular compliance or even, you know, just create things that are widely understood by using certain terms, you can remake society as much as you can with any law, mandate, or act of force. It says the use of language becomes a tool for placing limits on thought. So if you constantly hammer gender-affirming care, then people begin to forget what it really is. It's, just, it's, it's, it's affirming. I'm, 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 I'm affirming. So I, that, that person needs to be affirmed. It's gender-affirming care. Not really. Not really. Did you find that article, Boomer? Yeah, what, what's, what's the deal? 
<laughs> it is. Um, it was a Fox article. It was on um, February seventh, and it says, uh, uh, you know, they were referring to God and and to possibly drop the phrase "Our Father" from the start of the Lord's Prayer. What's the headline read? The Church of England. Church of England to consider general neutral God. A gender-neutral God. I got news. He's not gender-neutral. Nope. He's God, and you, you, you play with that at your risk. Um, but that's, that's where we are, Newspeak. Mm. Newspeak. We need, it needs to be more inclusive. You know, we need to be more inclusive. I got news. God is love. He loves us no matter what. He made you. He doesn't have to have his name changed so you can feel better. This article I've got in my hands right now goes on to talk about the fact that sometimes words become violence. Like, for instance, it's considered violence if you misgender someone or if you smash a statue or assault a police officer. That's not violence. That's just someone who's having a largely peaceful anti-racism protest. I'm reading from the article, but there you have it. There was a BBC tweet that said 27 police officers injured during largely peaceful anti-racism protests. They can't be largely peaceful if 27 police officers were injured. When you get into Newspeak... You're trying to guide thought. You're trying to make sure when you have to change the English language to fit your narrative, then the narrative has become more important than the proper discussion of the issue at hand. Red State has an article. This was going to make you mad. Prepare yourselves. Brace. Brace for impact. Redstate.com. I need to start saying that. Every time I have a crazy article, I need to say, brace for impact. All right. I'll take it back. I'm going I'm to yell ramming speed from now on. <laughs> I don't want to brace for impact. Ramming speed. All right. Redstate.com. The endless assault on language. It says there's some days when you wake up and you think, okay, we've reached peak idiocy. But this endless assault on language and the nation's obsession over gender identity has now plummeted to a low point, And people will soon come to their senses. And if people don't soon come to their senses, we, we won't stop the insanity. The story is dated, by the way, today. Today, this is a group of U.S. and Canadian researchers, researchers in quotations, from the Ecology and Evolutionary Biology Language Project, pray tell, what is that, has decided that the words male and female should be referred to instead as sperm producing and egg producing. God mighty. I don't think I'm going to say that. I don't think I'm going to say, uh, I'd like to introduce you to my uh, egg producing wife. I, I'm not going to do that. And, oh, by the way, you should be labeled uh, parent, egg donor, and sperm donor in the scientific field. Mm, wow. I thought one of the main points of progressivism, it says in the article, was to uplift women and ensure their equality. But now these brilliant intellectuals want to refer to them merely as egg donors. Is this progress? This is what it really sounds like is a bunch of elitist woke professors decided over Starbucks oat milk lattes that they wanted to degrade our language even more and started what can only be described as the exact opposite of a grassroots effort. It says, you know, ignore the dangers of a possible war with Russia or China. Forget the crushing inflation we've been enduring. Move on from the devastation wrought on our children by the country's peripatetic COVID response. No, here's the real critical alert. We need to be more inclusive in our ecology and evolutionary biology language. I'm just telling you, folks, this new speak thing, it's real. They are after the English language. Why? Because when you can co-opt the way we speak, you can grab the narrative. George Orwell knew it in 1949 or whenever it was he wrote that book. He knew it. 
In fact, he had a whole section in the back that was like a glossary of terms. I've got, where is it? Right here in the drawer. I've got it somewhere. Hang on a second. Let me pull that out. I've got the glossary, the woke glossary, the words you're allowed to say and not allowed to say. I'm going to find that during the break. Ah, ha-ha. As I rattle my way through the right side studio drawers and come back to the microphone, yes, I do. I have my equity, diversity, and inclusion glossary of terms and my separate list of woke speaks. I've got them right here in my hands. I'll find you some new words, things like, mm, I don't know, adultism, or how about um, Eurocentric, or that's not too bad. How about, let's find another one. Pick a letter, Boomer. Pick me a letter. A letter in the alphabet. Uh, T. T. Let me go back to T. You would pick one in the back. Hang on a second. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> T. Let's find a word in T. How about tokenism? Ooh. Do you know that tokenism is a word that means hiring or seeking to have representation such as a few women and or racial or ethnic minorities? So basically, Boomer, you're my, you're my token cis white male here in the studio, just so you know. <laughs> the token, tokenism. Tokenism. Tokenism on my part. Um, how about um, two-spirit? Tooth? Like No, not tooth-spirit. Oh, two-spirit. <laughs> I was like, tooth-spirit? Yes, tooth-spirit tooth is the, the gender you identify as a tooth. <laughs> Two-spirit. The Tooth Fairy. This is getting crazy. Two-spirit is an umbrella term for a wide range of non-binary, culturally recognized gender identities and expressions among indigenous people. The frick does that even mean? What? So this is where basically you're a, you're a, you're a, you're, you're a gay Native American at that point. Why don't they just say that? Just say that. How about, uh, let's pick another letter towards the back of the alphabet. What about? Um, w. 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 Well, of course, there's always white fragility. That's in there. Oh. Uh, what about uh, white supremacy? That's certainly in there. I can look back at the... Anyway, the whole thing is this. Woke language is changing the meaning of words and in creating new words and reassigning words simply because there's an agenda. I've got an article for the Daily Signal, two of them actually, uh, when I get back from this break. Woke language is changing the meaning of words. And then another one that says how Google... Google. The Oracle, Google is attempting to new speak the whole English language. Y'all stay tuned. We got more. We'll be right back. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. Coming up after the top of the hour break, you're going to want to stay tuned because we'll do our weekly grand council with Jeff Poor and Dale Jackson. They uh, join me every uh, Wednesday at 4 p.m., and this will be no exception. Uh, here on Camel Day, we will jump into the grand council at the 4.06 time frame. A uh, bunch of texts came in. Um, so I, 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 I got... Allison from Madison just texted in. What did she say? Good grief. We need to start doing some random drug screens on these political numbnuts. <laughs> it says, I almost hope they're on something. At least that would be something, uh, she says. And then uh, Mike from Huntsville, uh, brand new on the text line. We're glad you're there, Mike. Thanks for listening. Uh, Brenda from Rogersville just says, I'm just too old for this crap. 
<laughs> no, you're not, Brenda. Hang in there. Fight back. You're never too old to fight back against wokeism. Uh, Joe from Owens Crossroads, with regards to the article about being, you know, men and women, you're not men and women, you're egg donors and sperm donors. Says, Phil, where were you yesterday with this article? I mean, it's Valentine's Day. Wake up for the wife. Good morning, egg donor. Here's some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Andy from Arab says that kind of misspeak reminds me of the term mostly peaceful arsonist. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Glenn from Bluntsville just says, I don't think I want to play their language game. I agree. Let's not. So here's two, two articles in a row from, um, 2021 from the daily signal daily signal being the, uh, the publication arm of the heritage foundation. First one written by John Stossel says woke language is changing the meaning of words. Yes. Yes, it is. says, at a congressional hearing on birthing while black, nearly every politician used the words birthing people instead of women or mothers. Asked why, Shalanda Young, President Joe Biden's budget director, said because our language needs to be more inclusive. It's never been exclusive to call someone a man or a woman, but now apparently it is. Activists have also changed equality to equity and affirmative action to diversity, the Associated Press no longer uses the word mistress. You have to call it companion, friend, or lover. Transgender woman is, uh, if you call a transgender woman a man, is an act of violence. Um, and, and then you got one statement here that says, a big problem with the social justice movement is the idea that people's mindset is controlled by their skin color. And, and that's true. You got things like Latinx. Nobody asked for Latinx. In fact, it points out that the Latino community that asked for the words Latino and Latina back in the day um, they're not the ones who did this. It was a largely white middle-class movement of social justice activists that came up with Latinx. But that being said, here's the, the next article. And I thought it was so well done. I saved this one for last. Daily Signal put out one in June of 2021, says how Google is attempting to newspeak the English language. So yeah, what happens when Google just just basically won't let you go to certain words or for that matter steers you to certain words or if you search something you can't find it because it's been suppressed or if you search something it gives you the alternatives or for that matter it just corrects you i mean how many times have you typed something into your phone and your autocorrect changes the word to something else well we're seeing now that you're you're getting references on google to help you understand newspeak and like the use of proper terms. It says in a social engineering move that seems straight out of the pages of George Orwell, Google recently introduced an update to its Google Docs platform that encourages users to be more inclusive in the use of the language. Making language more inclusive entails replacing words and phrases that offend only the most ardent social justice warriors with, you know, benign and kind of neutral language. We don't want to offend anybody in our own word searches. It says, while authoritarian attempts to control language are nothing new, the zeal and the reach of the modern left should alarm lovers of free speech. It should be a visceral aversion to politically incorrect language, which used to be on radical college campuses, has now broken loose and begun its long march to cultural dominance. And I agree. If you look at it, everywhere we turn now, we're being told that's how you speak. Well, folks, that's new speak. I ain't doing it. I'm not. I'm not going to get into your gender pronouns. I'm not going to start calling them birthing people. I'm certainly not going to call them egg donors and sperm donors. And I'm, and I'm not going to go down the road of trying to pretend that something has been 
culturally appropriated or that it's okay to call somebody a two-spirit. No. How about just not? Now, language can change over time. Cultural changes happen just, you know, like, for instance, the word gay never meant homosexual. Back in the day, if you look it up, it meant happy or extremely happy. The rainbow was a symbol that meant God's promise has now become the symbol of the gay pride, you know, community. Um, I understand that certain things begin to morph over time. But when you're told how to speak, it's different. That's what new speak is. New speak is when you are told this is the way we will talk from now on. Well, that's not the English language, dude. Like, for instance, how do you deal with it when you go to court, like in this case, lawyers that were representing three female runners in that uh, Connecticut lawsuit about transgender athletes competing against women were told by the judge they had to use the phrase transgender female. It sort of implies that you're um, on your heels from the moment the case started because that's what they're in court about is whether someone can be considered a transgender female and compete with biological females, and the judge is making them use certain pronouns and terms. Well, I'll end with this. Newspeak. Way back in the day, that book was written in 1949. And then you had Saul Alinsky, who wrote the book Rules for Radicals, the book that Obama loves, that Hillary Clinton loves. I feel certain that Biden may have read it or at least saw the cliff notes at some point. But Saul Alinsky, he said this, quote, he who controls the language controls the masses. Folks, if you want to see the control of the masses, then look for the way they steer your language. When the new speak tells you it's gender affirming care, and you know it's not, don't call it that. When they tell you it's reproductive health care, and you know it's not, don't call it that. When you're told that that person wants to be called a they, and you know they're not a they because that's not the way the English language works, then just don't. When they, when they tell you that certain things are considered nonviolent or certain things are violent, and you know they're not, don't buy it. Newspeak. That's how you control people is by controlling the language. Wow. All right, there it is. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We're coming right back with the Grand Council, Jeff Poor and Dale Jackson. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> 